TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damien Kristoff, chiropractor. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. <laughs> and this is The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly <laughs> show dedicated to bringing wellness to our lives. And most of you guys don't know, but when we record these shows, I come on and uh, Damien and Brett, all they talk about is freaking cricket. It drives me actually <laughs> up the walls. And I actually just have to let them talk for like five, 10 minutes before we get to even talk about what we're going to talk about. But um, I know that Brett recently had a um, had a cricket semifinals. Did you actually make it to the semifinals this year? We made the semifinals. Yeah, it's so. actually, I think it's the first time ever I've actually played in a cricket final. How wow. sad is that? The, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty sad, actually. Yeah. Final. Yeah. So sad. Yeah. <laughs> but but what so happened, sad. Brett? Tell us what happened and how this actually leads us, you know, leads us back to this episode. Well, it was, it was actually it was the first final our club's played in for 17 years. So we have had a little bit of a finals drought. And, uh, and we finally made it into the finals. Uh, we played the top team, who, who are pretty good. They've lost, I think, one game in about the last four or five years. And, uh, and we fell short. We didn't get there. Um, we could see that as a failure, perhaps. Uh, but, but at the end of the day, we didn't, we didn't get over the line, put it that way. It was a failure. So um, <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason why we talk, we're talking about uh, this episode is we're going to be basically talking about the types of failures and actually more more specifically how to deal with failures. I mean, let's face it, we all have had failures in our life. If we yeah. haven't failed, then um, you'll be called Mr. Perfect, which is impossible. That's you. Um, <laughs> oh, that's right. That's it. That's me. But no, I have failures in my life. And, yeah, um, and at the end of the day, yeah, go you... on, name one. I bet you haven't. <laughs> I can't think one top of my head at the moment. Jeez, but, uh... That's what I'm talking about. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you haven't failed, it probably means you're not having enough of a crack, I reckon. You're not, like, you're not putting yourself enough. out there. You're not really, you know, pushing the limits of what you're capable of. Because yeah. if you're really pushing the limits of what you're capable of, if you're really pushing yourself towards bigger and better things, then at some stage, you're going to push yourself towards something that, that you don't quite get there. Yeah. Mm. And it's sometimes often hard to be hard dealing with failures because most people just sort of give up. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But let's talk about some of the failures that our audience would be listening, you know, that our fans who listen to this episode would have. I mean, typically, I know from patients' perspective is that um, I know a lot of patients go on, you know, some weight loss program or some sort, and they they do it for a while, and then they just hit this plateau. They just can't break through, and that would be a type of failure that we, we we're going to be discussing today. Or no, it might be not just Damien's weight loss programs, of course. Of course, no, not. they Other always things. work. But <laughs> you know what's funny about that is that. They do always work, and I, I actually think that every single weight loss program does work. It's that it's the mindset that doesn't work, and so that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Bang. Mm. What about exercise, Brad? Do you have what? What are some of the failures in exercise that people would have? Yeah, people have failures in exercise all the time. I mean, just look at the you know, if you look at the stats from gym memberships, you know, the amount of people hmm. who sign up for a gym membership, hmm. often strangely yeah. just after January one, yeah. and, <laughs> and sign up for a gym and gym gyms love it because they sign you up for like a twelve month contract and just paying a monthly fee and you know you head in there yeah you know, three weeks you like there every day you're just going bang I'm just going to exercise you know here we go this is my new life. And, you know, and it typically seems to be about that three-week mark. People go, yeah, this is kind of hard or, you know, this isn't maybe what I want to do anymore. And so I often start on these exercise regimes and it may not be gym membership. It might be I'm just going to take up running. I'm going to start, you know, walking each morning or whatever it is. Um, and for, for whatever reason, often people won't get there. They won't be able to maintain that and keep it going. So well, it's, definitely I think- have a exercise. 
think about any personal development program. I mean, um, you know, yeah. people who know me, like I love personal development programs and a lot, I mean, I've actually developed some uh, myself. Mm. And a lot of times, you know, when we get to like the third or fourth week, I always talk about like, congratulations from getting here because rarely yeah. does anybody actually get this far, you know, to into that. How about something as simple as a book, LT? How many people will actually pick up a book off of the shelf and go, hey, I'm going to read this. This would be great. Stop talking about never, me. Never <laughs> it up. I never even open the cover, let alone get to the end of the book. It's amazing. I have so many books I've actually bought because I just love the cover and just love the title and I go get to it. It just stuck in my bookshelf that I actually haven't opened it since the he day just, I bought it. He just puts one on his shelf because he wants to look cool, I reckon, DK. He's just <laughs> like, oh, that'll, that'll be the shelf. That LT, works. Like, LT looks cool. I rocked into LT's <laughs> house the other day and there was books everywhere. I went, I'm like, man. Your English must be so good these days. <laughs> <laughs> that's because it's, yeah, it's I, I buy the books to say that I, I actually buy the audiobooks and I just listen to it. It's just a better <laughs> use of my time. It's true. That is true too. That's true. Obviously, um, look, I, I've spoken about weight loss a lot over the last 15 years. And the number one thing, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I'm going to say this outright, and I know that the people Uh-oh. who are listening to this right now who have done a weight loss program in their life have fallen off the wagon because they've been motivated by something that's tangible as opposed to being inspired by something that's intangible. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that's the difference there is that the reason why people fail in those you know arenas is because they're not inspired enough to continue moving in a particular direction. They get distracted with other things that uh, might um, distribute their flow of concentration. So yeah, true. absolutely. And you know, there's so many other things that people can you know can consider a failure as well. Like it's not you know we're talking here about just I guess the the exercise, the weight loss, but it can even be your relationships. It can even be your finances. You know, your savings plan. Your you know your relationship, your family life. You know, that there's a whole range of areas where people could potentially have what they would consider a failure. Or raising kids. <laughs> you know, or Absolutely. you know how the kid's getting in trouble at school or something, and you thought that you raised you know a, a kid that's uh, supposed to you know respect you know adults or other people, yet they just do stupid things, and you go, oh, you you worry about being a failure as a parent. Yeah. Um, so there's yeah. so many things, but the problem with failure is this: I think it affects us because what most people do, or well, a lot of people do, is that they take failure as it's self-inflicted and they take it personally, and oftentimes they just stop, they just give up. You know, they give up of their goals and their dreams and they just basically stop short, you know, whether it be a weight loss program or whether it be exercise, you say, well, I, I, you know, I couldn't make it. So therefore I'm just going to completely give up and then, and never start back up again. And that, that, you know, that's pretty sad to and I think one of, the, one of the problems with this is that people sometimes don't realize that everyone else is doing it too. Like, mm. And, you know, even the most successful you hear about and, you know, you read these stories in the paper about these people who have just had this most amazing success and they've done this and they've done that. But, you know what, those people have failed too and they probably failed. In, in fact, a lot of those people have failed bigger than better than, than you ever have because, because they're really pushing it and getting out there. You know, you look at, you know, the Trumps of the world who've been broke, you know, several times or, you know, you look at these people who are just out there doing these big grand things that everyone else looks at and says, wow, that's amazing. But actually, they've failed multiple times along the way. I mean, the classic is the band that, you know, makes it big and everyone goes, wow, they've just made it big. They've gone from nowhere to up here in, you know, a short space of time. Isn't that amazing? But what people don't see is the 10 years before that where they were failing in some dingy little pub, you know, yeah. rocking around, doing their thing, working their guts out and, you know, making CDs that never got bought by anyone and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, like, look you at us. Remember that- I mean, look at us though. I mean, like seriously, like let's pick up. People think, you know, we're, you know, 
we were like these health wellness gurus and stuff when people call me yeah. Mr. Perfect. But oftentimes we're like, we, Brett, you know, Brett, Damon and I, like really the wellness guy's concept, the wellness guy's show was not the first idea we ever came up with. And actually, you know, that yeah. worked. Like There was so many different ideas that we really don't want to discuss that actually failed. Yeah, um, you wouldn't want to see our brainstorming session, some of the ideas we came up with, because yeah. quite frankly, some of them were ridiculous. Yeah, it was pretty like, bad. If you, go YouTube, if you go to YouTube and you look up bloopers, like Lawrence Tango oh, God, God. bloopers, that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> Really? Uh, let's not do that. that no, don't do <laughs> it. You should check it out. It's pretty funny. Okay, so all right, we know the types of failure. We know the sorts of things that people might fail at. It could be goal setting. It could be exercise goals. It could be sticking to a diet change or a lifestyle change, weight loss, all those sorts of things. Um, how does it affect us? You know, how do people get affected by it? You know, certainly when I've had failures, I sort of I become a little bit introverted. I uh, retreat a little bit, uh, only to probably pull it on a, a, a thicker layer of skin and get out and then go and do it again. That's how I respond. But how else might someone else respond to it? Well, that's well, I, um, think- I know that one of the things that, that people do is that they just create a lot of self-doubt. Right. And yeah, we can put it later on skin, but it just creates that internal self-doubt. You can, you know, look good for everybody else and that, that doesn't affect me. But internally, it can actually just drive a deeper hole in saying that I'm not good enough. I mean, let's let's think about this. All of us have it. And, and deep inside of our brain, our lizard brain always talks to us is that I'm not good enough. And in this, I mean, I have it in certain things that I do. I'm sure you guys all have it. And that just when you fail at something, oftentimes that just gets reinforced into that I'm not good enough. Yeah. yeah, and it can just affect your ability to, I guess, take on the next challenge or you know jump to the next hurdle. You know, it kind of means that next time a, the same or a different challenge comes along, you can tend to go, you know what, I didn't, I didn't get there last time. I didn't quite get there. I, I fell a bit short, and it can affect your desire and your drive, and and even your ability to see the next opportunity comes along. You know, um, you know, using a, a personal example once again, going about cricket, LT. And I know that, um, you know, last year, perhaps the year before, in my cricket, I sort of, I dropped out of the A grade. Like I'd been playing A grade cricket. I'd been opening the batting, doing that for a while. Mm. And then uh, and then all of a sudden I, I had a bit of a form slump and I wasn't getting picked in the A grade. And I sort of thought, hey, you know, I'm, you know, I'm 30, in my 30s now, I'm getting older. Perhaps that's it. Like, perhaps How old are you, brother? How old are you? I'm 33, David. Getting older. Jeez, what are you saying? Well, you know, in terms, of a, in terms of a cricketer, I guess, you know, in terms of a sports person, I thought, well, I'm uh, getting Sachin Tendulkar's 39. What are you talking about? Well, exactly. About? And this is exactly right. So it, <laughs> it wasn't actually the fact that I was getting older. It wasn't actually the fact that I couldn't play cricket. It was completely in my head and my mindset that yeah. had changed because of that scenario. Mm. And it wasn't until I went, do you know what? This is ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Such and Tendulkar's 39, still going great. There's all these cricketers. I'm actually not too old. I just need to, you know, pick myself up, end my, get off of my pity party, start working hard and get myself back in the team. And I have actually been able to do that, which I'm really proud of. Uh, but it was just a classic example of that uncertainty that can happen when you do fail. I have no idea what you just said about A grade and cricket, but I just tuned off. But anyways, <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the tips, right? I mean, guys, I mean, main thing is how to actually over... Now we know, you know, how they actually affects us. Let's, you know, really move towards some of the tips that actually create a momentum for people to actually overcome. Um, let's, let's, I mean, one of the things that I love talking about is having this vision, right? Everybody, we talk about this, having this great vision all the time. And I classify this, this term of vision was called the BHAG, right? BHAG stands B-H-A-G is the big, hairy, audacious goal. And, and so this is from uh, Jim Collins, uh, the book, Good to Great. And he talks about this BHAG and everybody should have one. That That's the vision. And I think Damien was mentioning that 
too as well um, about you know having the inspiration and usually the BHAG will do that for you. If you have the inspiration to drive yourself forward, that's going to create enough momentum for you to achieve the successes in your life. But here's the problem. Everybody who has a BHAG will, will oftentimes, as they compare themselves every single day to that BHAG, to that, that great achievable vision. And the problem with that is that you are going to get disappointed every single day because you've never achieved it. It's so far-fetched and it's so far ahead of you that you think, well, I'm not there yet. And that could be a problem. I think one of the best quotes, or maybe it's not a quote so much, but the best saying, one of the sayings that I've heard is that most, all successful people never, they all have a BHAG. Everybody who's successful always have a vision. They always have a BHAG. But the problem, the, the thing that they do well is they never compare themselves to the BHAG. What they do is they compare, and I've discussed this before, they compare themselves each day to how they were yesterday. Have they moved forward or that they took a step back or are they exactly the same? And the goal of any successful person is to make sure that they're always moving forward, getting close to the BHAG, but you're comparing yourself to how you were yesterday yeah i like that lt you know one of my other favorite quotes is that and i I don't actually can't remember who this is from but it was that you know people tend to overestimate how much they can do in a day and underestimate how much they can do in a lifetime so you know it's that concept that we want everything now you know we we think we can do it all today but really at the end of the day if we just chilled out and chunked it down and that's really our next step is about setting achievable goals and chunking things down if we chunk things down and just try and get that little bit done today then in our lifetime that's actually going to add up add up to a lot of change and a lot of stuff um and so obviously i speak about this a lot in my book how to eat an elephant because it's all about going one bite at a time um, and it really is just that. It's about making it simple on yourself. You know, we spoke before about the exercise routine and, you know, people jump in and go, I'm just going to do this new fad exercise regime and I'm going to be doing seven days a week and I'm going to do that for, you know, forever. And uh, and what they tend to find is that they get about three weeks in and they find that pretty difficult. They've They've set a bigger goal than they're able to maintain at the moment. And so what they should be doing is maintaining that big goal in the long term but chunking it down and saying, well, you know, you know for now, I actually just want to start doing half an hour of exercise once a week rather than you know an hour of exercise seven days a week or whatever it happens to be. Just say, well, I'm just going to pick something small. And so the key to this is that it allows you to snowball it. Right? So what it means is you pick something small and you pick something easy that you know you can achieve and you actually do that. And what you find is rather than setting yourself you know, this great big challenge, this, um, you know, this fat exercise regime that you actually can't keep to, you're actually where you fail at it and then feel worse. Now what you're going to do is pick something small that's going to be really easy for you to achieve and you're going to do that and you're actually going to feel really good about it. So it means that the next small thing you pick, then you're going to actually find it easier. You're going to be more positive about it. You're going to be feeling better. So it's easier to start making that next change. And that's how the the snowball effect comes in. Done. I just spent about two days in an intensive uh, workshop, uh, sort of a high-end workshop with um, a whole bunch of wellness practitioners, like chiropractors and naturopaths. And one of the things that we ended off in uh, with sort of a little, I guess, an exercise, and I hope this helps you too as well, is to take, we, we took it from three different levels. And basically, um, I can't remember, I think it's David Allen who uh, from the book Get, Getting Things Done, and he talks about um, there's different levels of vision. So the vision is almost like, you know, when you're landing a plane, it's like the 30,000 feet. Um, vision. So you're looking up above the sky. This is your, your vision of your ultimate goal. We talked about that, the BHAG. And then, but you know, when you said, Brett, what about chunking it down to achievable goals? So you go to the next level, which is just one below, which is 20,000 feet, which is almost basically your 12-month goal. 
right? So the 12 month goal is what do you want to achieve in 12 months time? So if I was going to, if all of us, the wellness guy is going to sit um, in your office or sit in your home and ask you like a year from now, and we're going to discuss that you were successful in this past year, what would have to have happened in that year to call it successful that, you know, you had a good successful year and then you write those things down and then you go down to the 10,000 level. You know, 10,000 level is basically the sort of the three month goal, the sort of the 90 day goal, which is the you know 90 days, th- three months. And that's basically chunking it down to another level and say, what are some of the things that you want to achieve in those 90 days? Now, oftentimes people will just write down a whole bunch of things. And this is where the mistake happens is that when people put a whole bunch of things down, like, you know, if you put more than three different types of projects in that 90 days, you probably try, you're an overachiever and you'll never get it done. And this is where you're oh. going to end up with failure, Damien. Um, so me right this is killing me. yeah you were there you were there in my church and i knew yeah, that you I had know. way well, more I than three because i was doing something else but. <laughs> but you can pipe in for a sec just let me finish this one more well after you get the 90 days then you're going to chunk it down to this week you know you got all you got three projects you want to achieve what are you going to do that that's in the next week that you want to achieve to make sure that one of those projects at least one step of the project is completed you know, and if you and every week you just keep on going. If you finish one step, you go to the next step, and that's how you achieve things. And this is how you overcome failure, only by chunking it down, like Brett has mentioned, going from your high vision, going down to a one year to a ninety day, then to you know what you're going to achieve this week. Yeah. All right. So I'm, getting, I'm hearing a bit of a message here. Well, listen. Um, I think I'm going to set this up for you, Damien, because you are you are a person who has a, a lot of things going on in your life. You know, you got you got your forage, you got your chiropractic business, you got your speaking career, and you got a whole bunch of things, right? And I think this the next point about adaptability. Um, goes well with how you teach people about stress. I mean, really, at the end of the day, you talk like one of, I mean, I just went to one of your stress um, talks on cracking the stress code. You talk about how stress, you know, people get overloaded and your body is going to adapt. So, so put in those terms, how, what do you, what do you, how do you, I guess my question is, how would someone adapt to their failures by continually adapting in their life? Great, great question. I think the key thing here is that if you, if you, Focus on the failure, um, then you're not going to get anywhere. It's kind of like running on the same spot. It's like running on a treadmill. You're not going to get anywhere. Like you, you might yeah. get some kind of a change in your body, but you're not going to get very far. You know, not certainly past the glass. My uh, my thing is in my life, I I do take on a lot of stuff, but I also write a hundred goals. And you know, we've spoken about this a number of times. But my goals aren't that massive, but there there's a hundred goals. There, a hundred things that I'd like to achieve in a twelve month period. And I know, LT, you tell me I've got to not do more than three things at one time. But, I've, you know, maybe it's part of my um, ADHD or my dyslexia or whatever I've got. But I do tend to, t- to do lots and lots of different things at any one point in time. What I do notice is that sometimes things don't go well in a particular area. And so I will tend to shift my focus just ever so slightly onto something else that may push that in another direction so that I can get it back on track. Or I might actually go and spin another plate in another environment. So I've got a number of different things I'm working on at any one particular point in time so that I'm not um, I'm not putting all of my eggs in one basket. Does that make sense? I think, you you know, one of the things that you do well, Damien, um, like we've been to a couple of talks together. And, you know, when something fails, for example, it might be like a technical, I remember one time you did a talk, you came over to Perth to do a talk, and the projector didn't work. 
you know, oh, and like it just didn't work at all. And, you know, you know, you have beautiful slides, you, you, you know, you're putting, doing a presentation and you're going to have to basically fly the seat of your pants. But one of the things that I know about you is that you adapt to those type of, you know, quote unquote failures quite well. It's just like no stress off your back. You just basically pick it up and you just go where me, I would have just freaking crumbled, right? I would just crumble <laughs> to the ground and cried and curled up into a ball. But, you know, you can adapt to those situations. And I think people can learn a lot from that is that, you know, how, what goes through your mind when that happens? Like, you, you know, you probably just go, well, I can't do anything about that. So I'm just going to go on. You know, well, that's what, what true. I do say that. But the other thing I say is no one's going to die right now. So if someone's going to die, then I'll probably get a little bit stressed about it because that to me is the most significant thing is life preservation. But if no one's going to die or if no one's going to get hurt, it doesn't really worry me. People are still going to get a great experience and certainly I'm still going to have a great experience doing whatever I'm doing. So in adapting, all I want to do is just keep on moving. I just want to keep on moving forward and not actually being thrown backwards or falling off to the side. I just want to keep on moving forward. And uh, and so sometimes that looks like a bit of a path of destruction, but um, I really try to focus on, on the many things that I'm doing and making sure they're all moving rather than actually coming to a screeching halt, which many people come to a screeching halt. They'll fall off the wagon, they'll throw the towel in, and all of a sudden everything else around them crumbles down. And, uh, and that, of course, is that ultimate failure where you just can't pick yourself up out of the rubble and you return to old habits or you start doing the stuff that you used to do, which could be eating jam donuts for breakfast. And, uh, and so I just try to make sure that there's always something happening that's favorable and positive in my life so that I can always go, yeah, but look at that. How good's that? Oh, yeah, but look at that. Oh, that's just gold. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. – I think, Damo, and I think you also do this well, is is just focusing on kind of your sphere of influence, like focusing on the stuff that you can actually control because there's a lot of stuff that will be going on that you can't actually control. There's nothing you can do about it. So there's no point getting all worked up and all stressed about it. You know, the example of the projector is like, well, right, there's, you know, there's nothing I can do about that. The projector is not going to work. You're just going to move on. You know, you just move on and deal with the cards you dealt and just make the best of it you can. And, you know, the same thing happens. You know, people can get really stressed about stuff with you know other people at their workplace or other people in their life or you know other scenarios that actually you know I can't control that I can't actually do anything about it you know what's the point of me getting stressed and pent up about that and and you know trying to figure out solutions for stuff that actually isn't my influence and stuff that I can control and and have an influence on does that make sense yeah totally totally, totally. yeah circular influence is crucial isn't it um, and it's interesting because you know it, it, as much as it's still affected me, 45 minutes on from when I first read that comment on <laughs> iTunes, I know that by tomorrow I'll be totally over it. The other day I uh, I did a seminar in Perth and uh, there was some bloke who was a friend of you know someone on my Facebook um, who somehow saw that I posted um, that I was speaking in Western Australia. And he says, um, chiropractor and naturopath, I can't think of anything more misleading and deceptive. And for me, I was like, what a toss bag. Who's this guy? What, what's he on? Surely he can't be serious about this, right? And I, I looked at him and I thought, oh, this, he actually looks a bit like a monkey. Maybe he hasn't got much of a brain. Um, maybe I'll just leave it alone. So I left it alone. I actually, after a little bit, I challenged a little bit and I thought, you know what, I'll just, I'll just leave that alone. So I deleted all the comments and blah, blah, blah. Went on with it. And then today uh, we read this other comment and, you know, I, I realized after a little bit of, bit of reflection, after my initial response, there's not much I can do about it. So yeah. I just get on with it and the other million people that love us, I just go, cool, no worries. I'll focus on helping those million. But the 
few little Australian Skeptic Society people, I just don't even worry about them. Yeah, and you know the thing is, as I said, the, the overwhelming majority of our Facebook feed or our feedback on iTunes is like five out of five stars. There's so you know there's so much positivity there that we can focus on. And the other thing I always like to think of is, you know, you don't know what's going on in these people's lives. Like they they may well be in a shocking scenario at home, which is why they're lashing out. And it's not necessarily even about you at all. You know, the fact that they're lashing out and making these comments, you know, you shouldn't take it personally because it may not even be a reflection at all of what you're doing. It's, it's just what's going on in their life away from you. Yeah, well, I think that leads to, to our next point, our, our fourth tip here is basically, you know, focus on our strengths. You know, when yeah. you, we fail, oftentimes we just go into the pity party and we do self-justification and, you know, do all that stuff. And oftentimes what we need to do is really step back and take reflection on what was something what are some of the lessons that we actually learned and what was some of the successes successes that came about just because we did that one thing you know oftentimes yeah. we think that you know yeah you might not have reached your goal but because you've done something, you actually took the action to, you know, write that book and published it or, you know, um, develop the program or start an exercise program or started a particular, you know, weight loss program, whatever it is. Just because you've done that, all of a sudden you have achieved something. You know, you mm-hmm. took that step and you actually had some successes within it. You, the ultimate goal might have not been reached and you might classify that as failure. But if you focused on some of the strengths and some of the lessons that you learned, you actually will come up with a lot of a lot of tools and strategies and tactics now that you can actually utilize and carry over to the next thing that you do. So I think it's really important we start looking at that too. Yeah, and you know the classic is that Thomas Edison quote about the light bulb, isn't it? What, what did he say? It was something like, uh, you know, I haven't failed ten thousand times trying to make a light bulb. I've just learnt ten thousand ways not to make a light bulb. It's something along those lines. Someone else will know that better than me. But mm. um, you know, it's the concept that you haven't actually failed. It's just an, another lesson along the journey. And so I guess Great that way. brings Great us that just brings us to our final point, which is about um, you know never giving up. Because really, at the end of the day, the only way to actually fail, like if you're trying to lose weight. The only way to actually fail at losing weight is to give up because unless you've given up, you're actually still learning. You're learning new ways that don't work for you. You're learning new skills. You're learning new knowledge all the time. And every time you keep doing that, you're getting closer to losing that weight that you want to lose. And and the only way that it's possible for you to actually fail is to stop that learning process, to stop giving it a go. It's it's really as simple as that. And it it sounds oversimplistic. It sounds kind of perhaps even kind of a bit patronizing in a way. Think, but Yeah, it does, but it's but not. It's, but it's actually true. That That is actually the only way you can ever possibly fail is by giving up. Yeah, mm. that's that's absolutely right. And I'm, I'm thinking of, uh, you know, Lawrence, you said, oh, you did a you, – you made a weight loss program and I did. And and then, Bretto, you're talking about all those people that just kind of stopped and gave up. And I know yep. there's a lot of those people that actually stopped and gave up that are actually listening to this podcast right now because I know that these people actually subscribe to the Wildest Guys, and which I love, and yep. they're hoping for pearls. The only pearl that I could give here, and I know that you guys agree with it, is just to get back on it and just to keep on chipping away at it. And it could just be that you've just got to change one more thing and it's one more thing and there's probably a 100 things you do every single day. Just change one thing every single day for the next 100 days. Focus on and follow the things that you're good at and then just find something else that you can improve upon and you'll just get there. Mm. One of the things that I teach my daughter Kaya, um, three things. It's like a three little mantra that she repeats 
um, no, not all the time. I just told it in a, in a story, like through a fairy tale, and she's kind of always remembered it. Is one of the things was always be kind. You know, always be kind to people. Number two is always believe in yourself, and number three is never give up. And it's exactly what we talk about. Now, having said that, I think there's an asterisk on never give up. There is um, Seth Godin talks a lot about this cul-de-sac, and um, this cul-de-sac is meaning that there's sometimes you get to a point on, on a in a particular journey in your life, and you can keep on going if you want. But it's actually probably more detrimental that you move forward with whatever thing that you're doing. It's oftentimes best to just actually give up. Knowing when to stop on a program that is not or program or progress or journey that is actually not going to benefit you in the long run and actually start on a new journey. So there is a a, a little asterisk on never give up. There's sometimes it's it's important that you do give up on something that is not, you know, uh, achieving the goals that you actually want to achieve. Mm. Yeah. Ahead, and that, that kind of brings that kind of brings you like if you come back to what your big hairy audacious goal is like what your life purpose is what your life vision is and at some stage you've got to come back and say well is this actually helping me get closer you know and because if it's not doing that then that may be something that you want to start rethinking you know do i really want to do that because you know if it's not helping you get closer to that vision then it's it's not taking you in the right direction and you need to re-advise rethink about it Mm. and oftentimes it's it's inspiration that actually drives you so if you're not inspired by it i think this goes back to like episode two or three when we talked about if it doesn't (laughs) move you if it doesn't actually you know if your vision doesn't actually make you yeah rock your world or make you cry or actually just like inspires you every day then it's probably not a right vision for you you probably need to change it and tweak it and you know i hope we've given you enough tips to kind of get through some failures um you know, one of the failures might be Brett's uh, audio here, and uh, but the, I can't control that at the moment. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, so, I was thinking the same thing. Just it's he's going to da- keep going on PC. He's going to buy another PC. It's just another PC. Yep. <laughs> it's adaptability, man. It's adaptability, and That's so it. we're just going to have to adapt to uh, Brett's cape and ways. But, uh, anyways, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and this particular episode. Go to uh, thewellnesscouch.com. Leave your comments there. Love to hear your uh, comments and com- keep the conversation going. Obviously, on Facebook, that's really important to for us to kind of just talk a little bit about failures, what you have failed at, and how have you overcome your failures in life. And always go to iTunes, subscribe to our iTunes channel, the Wellness Guys. But more importantly leave your five star comments below because um damon cannot handle one more one star comments that, that. <laughs> i'll explode okay he might explode all and three uh, of, it, all it, three of them yeah that's right all three of them <laughs> that we actually have out of like 150 <laughs> so anyways until next week begin creating wellness into your lives lead by example and let's change the world's health together join us next week on the wellness guys show This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Hi, Dr. Damien Christoph here. Well, believe it or not, the 100th episode of The Wellness Guys is fast approaching. The best part about this incredible journey for us has been hearing the life-changing stories so many listeners have experienced. And now we want to interview you on The Wellness Guys show. All you have to do is record a short video or audio testimonial using your phone or your computer for us to use on our 100th episode. Email it to info at thewellnessguys.com to enter the draw to win a free VIP ticket to The Wellness Summit in Melbourne. This is on Saturday, August 17. The value of this is $297. Plus, there are four AV recordings from our Gold Coast Summit valued at $147 each. Plus, one lucky winner will be interviewed by us on our 100th episode. So get to it and good luck.